welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 14th of December. My name is Bernadette Anderko, and I'm one of the investment writers at Julius Baer. We've got an interesting show for you today, covering the usual markets roundup, and then an insight into fixed income strategy and what to expect from the Fed today. But as usual, let's start with an update from the markets. In the US yesterday, Wall Street saw a second day of gains after an inflation print that came in cooler than expected. While price pressures appear to have peaked, Headline CPI remains above 7%, suggesting that the Fed still has more work to do to rein in inflation. The S&P 500 index was up 0.7%, with consumer staples the only sector ending lower. The Dow Jones and Nasdaq also closed marginally higher on the day. US Treasuries rallied after the inflation announcement, with two-year bond yields down 16 basis points, while the 10-year yield was down 11 basis points at one stage. Investors are clearly also anticipating the Federal Reserve's next interest rate decision at today's conclusion of its two-day policy meeting. Traders are largely pricing in a 50 basis point increase, a slight decline from the previous four hikes. Asia-Pacific markets traded higher with the Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index and China's Shenzhen Component and Shanghai Composite all marginally higher as traders there watch for updates on a key economic policy meeting that has reportedly been delayed on the surge of COVID infections. Japan's Nikkei and Topex and Korea's Kospi are all in positive territory this morning. In commodities, oil fell slightly yesterday ahead of the Fed decision, having rallied 6% over the previous two sessions. Gold, meanwhile, has steadied near its highest level since July. On the currency front, the dollar clawed back some of the ground that it lost to its group of 10 counterparts in the previous trading session, while emerging market currencies strengthened. The New Zealand dollar fell in a decline which accelerated after the government warned that a recession is likely in 2023. In the news, European Union policymakers have agreed to raise 20 billion euros from the region's carbon market to help finance the bloc's strategy to wean itself off Russian natural gas. China is to stop releasing comprehensive data on new COVID cases after the dropping of mandatory testing means that the numbers no longer really reflect the real picture. Danske Bank has admitted to fraud and will forfeit $2 billion to end a long-running US probe into money laundering at its Estonia branch. In the US, Republican Senator Marco Rubio yesterday announced bipartisan legislation to ban China's TikTok app, ratcheting up pressure on the owner ByteDance amid US fears that the app could be used to spy on Americans and censor content. That's it for the wrap. The future screens are broadly green, so hopefully markets will be calm for you this morning. Now, as we await the announcement on policy from US Federal Reserve, I'm delighted to be joined by our fixed income analyst, Dario Messi. Before we come to the central bank's preview, we had the long-awaited CPI print yesterday. What's your first take, Dario? Yeah, thank you, Bernadette, and, and good morning to all of you. So yeah, indeed, we have a very busy week, and the CPI print yesterday was basically just the first test that we had. Uh, you mentioned it, the November inflation slowed down to 7.1% from the 7.7% reading uh, we had for October on a year-on-year -year basis. And if we look at the different elements, we, we had a reduction in transport costs, which uh, was anticipated given the gasoline price dynamics. And generally, we also see progress in the goods sector, uh, which shows how the supply chain is repairing. And maybe also how, how some part of the demand, even in the US, is slowing. Uh, the shelter component uh, on the other side is still rather high. But this one, uh, we mentioned it already many times in this forum, is a very slow-moving component. Um, overall, the direction is certainly the right one. 
Um, but this was already expected due to the base effects. So more importantly, and uh, I guess that's also the reason for the initial reaction across the asset classes, is that it surprised with an even lower than expected reading. Um, but yeah, as I said, this was only the first test for markets this week. Now the question is really what the central banks are doing out of this. Yeah, okay. Uh, so talking about central banks, what are we going to expect from the Fed today? Um, yeah, I mean, we have quite a heavy lineup uh, to, to this week, this month, with uh, when it comes to central banks, and actually really a heavy start also today with the Fed. So we expect uh, today already the first sign of slowing the pace in the rate hiking cycle, um, which basically means 50 basis points hike in the Fed funds rate compared to the big 75 basis points hikes we saw in the previous meetings. Um, but much more important is likely to be the guidance for, for the next year. So we get a set of new numbers, uh, like the famous dot plot. This should give hints on, on where the FOMC members see the Fed funds rate in the next years. And we also get new economic projections. So this also should give some light on how they see the growth and inflation dilemma evolving over the next year. From our perspective, um, with today's move, we think the job is really close to be done for the Fed. And next year, Powell and Code can concentrate uh, more again on the growth. And again, also uh, rate cuts might even come to the agenda. There is certainly a risk case that uh, in the first half, we still might have some further smaller hikes, but the recent inflation data that we saw yesterday, that we saw in also the last uh, couple of months shows that we are pretty close to a peak rate and certainly closer than some market signals we had in the recent past. So what does all that mean for fixed income markets? Yeah, generally, I think uh, it means that we can start positioning for rate cuts. And um, as I also outlined already in the context of this podcast, current real yields became much more attractive and investors can profit from this um, by locking in some of these yields and also just in a more diversified manner across the curve, which basically means some higher duration bonds should find again their place uh, in portfolios. Super. Thank you very much indeed, Dario. This concludes today's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Tomorrow, David Cole joins me for an analysis of today's Fed decision and comments, and also to give us some insight into the upcoming European Central Bank decisions. We'll also have the usual commodity insights. Good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses, and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favourite podcast player.